Welcome to a Catalyst for Change podcast, where we are a catalyst to inspire compassion among people, promote collaboration with leaders, and build capacity for programming. My name is Carolyn Franson, and I'm the programming coordinator with Support After Abortion. And I'm so excited to be here today to be speaking with you. Um, I want to thank you all for taking the time to stop in and, and look and watch all of these uh, videos that have been recorded. We are making an impact, and I'm super excited to share my story with you. Uh, today, my story begins. Um, I grew up in a large family. My parents divorced when I was five years old. Um, I had to take on extra responsibilities with younger siblings. Um, and had to grow up very fast. And I just remember feeling um, just very unimportant um, that everyone else seemed to be so consumed that it, everything got fallen to me, right? And I, I felt like I wasn't good enough. Is there something I could have done that things could have been different? Is there something that I could have said or or a way I could have acted better? And, and so I was always seeking that acceptance piece and, and to feel like I was important. And so that then led into my teen years and and in my teen years, I started hanging out with you know, the, the wrong crowd, um, the people that I definitely shouldn't have been hanging out with, um, the partiers. I enjoyed being center of attention. Um, and, and again, trying to seek that acceptance. Um, I, was, I realized that I found that I could get attention and acceptance using my body and with um, members of the opposite sex. And so boys became my main concern um, and my just my goal was to just feel loved. And so I thought I was finding it in them and in, in, in those situations and in sex. And so ultimately at 19 years old, um, I became unexpectedly pregnant. I was in a very unhealthy relationship. Um, we had only been together for six months maybe. And um, I remember when I approached him to tell him that I uh, had taken this test and um, found out that I was pregnant, his first response to me was, well, you're not keeping it right. And I remember feeling like, wow, I mean, I think I knew that his reaction wasn't going to be positive, but I think I was really hoping for some kind of support. Um, and so then I realized, wow, this is really up to me and, and I have to make this decision and because um, he's already made his. And so I then didn't want to tell my family because I didn't want to disappoint them, right? I, I was always worried about um, not getting that acceptance and, and not, um, and failing people was a huge, huge thing that I never wanted to do. And so I then um, went to Planned Parenthood and because and the test at home, right? I was like, oh, Planned Parenthood's different. I mean, I'm very uneducated. My family didn't talk to me about sex or or any of those things. And so I was finding all of that out through my peers and, and, and just my experiences. And so then I went to Planned Parenthood thinking that that test, I don't know, I think I was thinking maybe it could be a different outcome. Maybe it'll be negative. You know, mine was wrong. Um, not knowing that it was the same type of test that I had already taken. And so I got to Planned Parenthood and um, the nurse, of course I took the test and the nurse comes into the room and, and she said, yes, it's positive. And um, her next question to me was, so what are you gonna do? And I just remember, I, I didn't even know what to do. I didn't know what to say. And, and I was so in shock and scared that I, I know in that now looking back, I was looking for someone to help me, to talk to me. Uh, and all I said was, well, I can't be a mom. And she said, okay, and handed me a pamphlet um, 
on abortion and where the local uh, abortion clinic was located. And so I remember leaving that appointment and going, I, I knew I didn't have support from my boyfriend, right? Um, so I knew I, I, I just was searching for something. And so I showed up on my, my older brother's doorstep. And of course he was in shock probably nearly as much as I was. And, and, and he was young as well. And probably was, I mean, I can't imagine the feelings that he had with me showing up there crying, you know, tain, you know, just, just, just these, this pain on my face of, I don't know what to do. And, um, he, I obviously went into his home and, and we talked and, you know, he was supportive, but I, I feel like he didn't know what to say. He, he didn't tell me to have an abortion. He didn't tell me not to, he was just being a listening ear. And, um, ultimately I, I told him, I said, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I have to do this. I can't have a baby. I, I, I I'm not ready for this. And so I went to my first appointment and, uh, at the clinic and I went through, I, I had an ultrasound. Of course, they didn't let me look at the uh, monitor. Um, but I remember just laying there, just scared. I mean, already crying. I didn't even know what's going on. Um, and then they, they gave me some kind of counseling. Um, and really, I, I don't remember much counseling. I remember going into a room with an older woman, um, her pretty much just asking me if I realized that I was going to be having an abortion, didn't explain really what the procedure was. Um, I had chosen the chemical abortion or a pill form. Uh, and she just told me a little bit of what that would consist of and then asked if I had you know decided if this is what I wanted to do. And I, I was just, I mean, I just like nodded along. I mean, I didn't know, no one was telling me any other option. No one was giving me anything else to go off of. And so I felt completely alone and, and I didn't know what to do. And, and I really felt this was it. This is all anyone's showing me. So this is all I have. This is the only option I have. And my fear took over. Um, and so I went home that day after the counseling session and I was to come back in a couple days to take my first pill. And so I came back to the clinic. Uh, my boyfriend insisted on going with me. I didn't want him to come with, um, but I think he was afraid that I would change my mind uh, because it had taken me a few days to decide what I was going to do. And I think it took me a few days to really choose because I knew it was wrong. And, and I didn't really want to have an abortion. I just really felt like it was my only choice at that time. And so I went back to the clinic and I went upstairs, the doctor's office, was, it, it was in this, this odd, like old house. I, I don't know how to explain it. And I went up the stairs and I remember it was just dark and dingy and, uh, and scary. And I walked up into the office and there was a, a doctor's table and I sat down and the doctor came in and he said, all right, I'm going to give you this first pill. Um, and I need you to take it here in front of me and I need to check inside your mouth to make sure you swallowed it. And he said, and before you take this, I just want you to know that once you do swallow this pill and take it, there's no turning back. He said, this will separate the baby from the uterine wall. I mean, he chose to say, he said fetus. Um, and I said, okay. Um, and, and again, my boyfriend's sitting right there and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at this doctor and I feel like no one's there for me, right? Like I, I have to do this. This is all, this is it. This is what I'm doing. So ultimately, I uh, did take the pill and I swallowed it and he checked inside my mouth. And um, 
then he handed me a bag of other pills and I looked inside and, and he said, well, there's four little pills. Once you get home, you need to insert those vaginally. And then um, there were some other pills and I said, well, what are these? And he said, oh, well, that is some um, Vicodin or narcotic for pain. And I said, well, you guys told me that it was just going to be a heavy period that, you know, it wasn't going to be much more than that. And he said, oh, no, that that's about right. But this is just in case. And I remember thinking that was really odd, even at that time. And so I got home uh, Well, I walked out, got in my car. And I remember driving home and just feeling completely just numb. Like I, I can't I can't even remember the drive home. Um, and so then I arrived back to my brother's house because I was living with my father at the time and I didn't want to be home with him, right? I, I wanted to be somewhere where I could be left alone. And, and my brother respected my privacy and, and um, he was there for me. Luckily I had that in case of something bad would have happened. I mean, many women don't even have that. And so I'm grateful that he was there for that. Um, but I arrived home um, and four hours later inserted the pills and then I remember laying there and that's when the pain really started. And now, since I've had three children since my abortion, I realized that, that were, they were contractions, right? And so um, they just progressively got worse and worse. And, and then I, I went into the bathroom and I was in so much pain. And um, I remember I was passing blood and, and I was super scared. And at one point I, I remember just like crying and, and pain thinking this is not like a period and um, my brother goes Carolyn you need to take the pain medicine and at this point I hadn't even taken it because I, I don't think I realized in that moment but I think I really believe I didn't want to take it because I felt that I deserved it I felt that I deserved to feel this pain this was a decision that I made and I have to live with it and deal with it because that's that's kind of how I grew up right like this is you made this choice so you have to deal with that and you have to deal with whatever comes from that and so looking back how scary right like how sad that that's what i what i was feeling and um so i went into the bathroom i finally took the pain medicine because i couldn't take it anymore and um, i went back into the bathroom because uh, it was still painful and it was getting worse and so i i went back in there and um and ultimately there was just so much blood, much more than uh, a, a bad period. And I, I sat down on the toilet and ultimately passed my baby and then had to flush it. And I remember in that moment, I'll never forget flushing that toilet. It was that, I can't even put it into words what that felt like, but that was the moment that I think I was like, this is where I'm disconnecting. This is where I'm not gonna think about this anymore because I can't. And so I walked out of that bathroom and I went to bed that night. And then after that, it was just like a downhill spiral. I ended up moving away. Um, I think I was just trying to run away from the place that um, this the abortion had occurred. I didn't even wanna be anywhere near the town. Of course, my relationship ended, right? I, I had already, that relationship had ended the moment he said, you're not going to keep it. I mean, that, that was, it was over. Um, and so I, I went, moved far away, running from my problems, literally. Um, and then I started just this downhill spiral of drugs and drinking, promiscuity, um, more, not relationships even, but, but men, just trying to numb that feeling, but not realizing in that moment that I was numbing this, this abortion decision. 
you know, because I was still in this mindset that it wasn't, I kept saying it wasn't wrong, right? This is legal. This is something that people do all of the time. This is what society says is the option for an unplanned pregnancy. And so I hadn't even connected that. And so I thought I was just doing normal teen stuff, you know, which now looking back, I'm like, no, that that's not even a thing that what I was doing was covering everything up, was pushing everything down. I was just a runaway. So two years after my abortion, I met my now husband, so boyfriend, um, and we started a relationship. And, you know, one thing that he came from that I noticed very different about him in the beginning of our relationship was he came from a family of believers, of followers of Jesus. And, and I did not grow up in a religious home. However, when we met, you know, he, neither one of us, him included, were living a godly lifestyle. I would say he had strayed. And so ultimately eight months into our relationship, I found out I was pregnant again. And so this is about two and a half years uh, after my abortion. And so here I was again, faced with this unexpected pregnancy. And I remember thinking, well, I'll just have another abortion. I mean, for me at that time, I still didn't think what I did was wrong, right? I still didn't think I had anything to deal with when it came to my abortion. I just thought, you know, it was over and done with. Not realizing everything I'd been doing was because of that, right? It was because, you know, it was impacted. My life was impacted by that decision. And so I went to my boyfriend, now husband, and I said, well, I'm pregnant. And I was bracing for the worst. I was bracing for what I'd already experienced. And so he looks at me and he goes, okay, well, I guess we're going to have a baby. And I was floored and I was just overtaken and I just started bawling. And, and I was, there was so much relief in knowing that I didn't have to go through that again. But I also didn't even realize that that was what that relief was from. And so fast forward a few months into my pregnancy, right? And I, I, I we chose life for our son and um, we stayed together and throughout the entire pregnancy, I remember thinking, you know, everyone talks about how great it is to be pregnant and how, you know, they just really connect with their baby, you know, as a mom and carrying your child. And, and I never quite got that. I was always like, yeah, I mean, I feel them and it's, it's neat and whatever, but I never really enjoyed my pregnancy. I, I remember even thinking like, this is horrible. Like I don't even who likes being pregnant? Like, I just don't understand this. And, and so there was like, that was now looking back, like, wow, I was so disconnected from this pregnancy, you know, a pregnancy that ultimately we chose and were excited for, you know, eventually once you get over the shock and I couldn't even, I couldn't even really get excited and I didn't know why. And so then nine months later, you know, we're at the hospital and I'm delivering my son and um, this is about three years after my uh, abortion. And so I remember when he was born, my husband was standing over as they were cleaning him off and everything. And, and he, they hand him to him and he goes, oh, give him, give him to Carolyn, give him, give him to his mom. And I, I mean, it was just complete and utter. Like I could, I just said, no, I said, I, I can't, I, I, you hold him, let, let everyone else hold him. I, I don't want to hold him right now. Who doesn't want to hold their firstborn child? 
I couldn't understand why I was feeling that way. What was going on? This was supposed to be the most exciting day of my life. That's what everybody says. And yes, it was exciting and I loved my son, but it was also one of the saddest because it was the first time that I fully faced my abortion decision three years prior. All that running, all that shoving down of feelings, all of that numbing, all of the drugs, drinking, all of it was just trying to escape the pain that I'd been feeling. But when I had to look into the face of my child for the first time, I couldn't, I couldn't run anymore. I, I couldn't lie to myself anymore. I couldn't listen to society. I had to look at him and realize this is what I did. This is what I threw away. And so for me, that was really hard to enjoy the day that he was born. It was even, even once I took him home, I mean, there was a disconnect. There was a, I don't feel like I should even really deserve this. I don't deserve to have a child. Look what I threw away. And now I'm here and I have to take care of this child. Why do I deserve this? I, I shouldn't be happy. I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel this way. And I just, I didn't know those, that that was what it was in those moments, but it caused a distance between me and my children. Because not only was it like that when my son was born, there was also a disconnect when my daughter was born two years later. And then ultimately when my third child, my second daughter was born, you know, five years later. And so each time it was exciting to be having another baby. I love my children. I, I really want you to hear that. But every time that they were born, there was a sadness. There was this underlying guilt and shame and anger and just pain. And so once my third child was born, I, I was going, I, I had started going to church after my son was born and my husband brought me to the Lord and his family um, shared the love of Jesus with me. And so I began that, that relationship with God. And, um, you know, it took a few years, but you know, fast forward three kids later, um, I'm sitting in church and, and I'm listening and they're talking about this place, um, a pregnancy center. And, and I kind of got like a feeling inside of, oh, I should find out more about that. But still fear is a strong thing. And so I didn't. And I um, became really, really great friends um, with someone through my church. It happens to be Lisa Rowe, our executive director. And um, she's a dear, dear friend of mine. And I shared with her, she was one of the first outside of um, my husband and um, obviously my brother and then boyfriend that I had shared that I had had an abortion. And after I shared that story with her, she said, you know what, we know, I know this place called Pregnancy Solutions and they have a program called Support After Abortion. And I was like, well, I don't need that. I mean, I'm fine. I'm, they're, I don't need healing. I, I, I don't even know what that means. I don't really care to do that. And so she dropped it and respected that. And uh, a few months later, we were sitting there and it came up again. And, and because she loves me and, and wants, you know, she could see the underlying pain that I still had. Um, she brought it up again. And, and in that moment, God really spoke to me and said, you know, you should give this a shot. You should really try this. And so I said, fine, I'll go. And so I joined this um, healing group um, with other women that had um, had abortions. And I remember walking in to, um, it was at the pregnancy center and I walked in and, and Karen Barbito 
uh, was a little, the facilitator of my group. And I walked in thinking, this is a waste of time. I don't need this. I'm fine. I've been dealing with it for 10 years now. And look, I'm, I'm okay. I have three kids and, and a husband and I'm doing great. Like I look great from the outside. And that's just it. I was great on the outside. And after leaving my first group, I walked out of there thinking, wow, I am not okay. There is so many underlying issues that I'm dealing with that I didn't even realize were there. And one of the biggest ones for me and one of my biggest realizations through my healing group, right? The 12, eight or 12 weeks that I was in it was the disconnect I had for my children. I wasn't able to give them my all because I didn't even know that I was even missing anything. I wasn't able to be the best version of myself for my children. And that was a hard pill to swallow, right? It, it wasn't something I wanted to admit that I really wasn't being a good mom. I wasn't even able to enjoy hugging my children. Like affection was not something that I was good at. And I think it's because, I, again, it goes back to that, I don't deserve to do this. How am I enjoying this? Knowing that I took the life of my first child. Why, why do I get to love on and care for and grow these other children here on earth? And I was punishing myself, which then ultimately punished my children, right? I wasn't able you know, to teach them what a really healthy, loving mother looks like. And I know that sounds sad and, and, and kind of <laughs> depressing, but there's such a bright side to this. So, so once I was able to realize that, right. And then also be taught and learn tools of how to deal with all these underlying feelings, the shame, guilt, anger, all of those things through my healing journey, through my healing groups, through, it's not even just the group itself. It's the women that were in there with me. I mean, this was the first time that I sat somewhere and listened to other people that had experienced the exact same thing that I've experienced. Yes, it was different, not perfectly the same, but guess what? They had similar feelings that I had. They had similar disappointments, sadness, pains. I mean, the even though, yes, I shouldn't have said our experiences were exactly the same because they weren't, but there were so many things that were exactly the same. And that was groundbreaking. That was something that I want every single woman or man that has walked through an abortion experience to experience, to be able to sit in a room with other women or other men that have also experienced a similar situation and be able to be like, wow, they really get me. They really understand what I'm saying. And I don't feel crazy or unworthy or undeserving. I mean, these, this is when where the breakthroughs happened for me. We're in these groups and being able to realize like, hey, guess what? Even though I wasn't the best mom over the last, you know, six plus years, I can be now. I can make the changes now with the help of not the just the group, but I'm saying with the help of God and the work that he did inside of me, like, I, I mean, I was sitting in a room with other believers as well and, and being able to discuss our relationship with God and, and, and being able to build that, I have been able to really find freedom and really understand that I do deserve and I am worthy to be a mom.
to enjoy my children and fully enjoy them. I mean, just this past Mother's Day was the first Mother's Day that I think I really let myself enjoy being a mom. And I felt like I truly deserved to enjoy being a mom. And I'm not just a mom to the three, my three Earthside kids. I have the joy and understanding and, and promise that I'll get to be with my heavenly daughter someday. And that's all because of this journey I've been on. It hasn't been easy. It hasn't all been sunshine and rainbows, but it's been life-changing. It's been freedom. It's been love. And so I encourage anyone who is out there who is feeling, maybe you feel and understand this disconnect that I've experienced. Maybe you understand that feeling of being alone or you understand that feeling of not being enough. I want you to know and I wanna encourage you that you are, you are enough. And there are people that wanna help you and there are people that, that understand you and you can find freedom. So please reach out to support after abortion go to our website, supportafterabortion.com. We can help you and we want to help you. If I can do it, and if I can find this freedom, I know you can. Thank you all for listening and have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, you are not alone. Contact us today at supportafterabortion.com. If you were inspired by today's message, we welcome you to join the conversation by following us on Facebook or Instagram.